This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. We're at the Library Studios in Glenshaw. Our producer, Ben Stonium, is here. John, I've got a dangerous feeling. I feel like I'm in love. Oh. I feel like Tom Cruise in that manic episode on Oprah where he jumped up and down on the couch at one point. Because of Katie Holmes? Correct. The coolest Holmes since Earl Holmes. (laughs) We always end up on a Earl Holmes reference on this show. I'm carrying the torch for Earl Holmes. You are. I wonder what he's up to. I'll tell you what. If he's in Pittsburgh, he's probably covered head to toe in spotted lantern flies. (laughs) As I am right now. It's not good. Like if you lay down outside, you just, they're just swarmed. They're, they're everywhere. We talked about it on the show, I want to say maybe three episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And it was bad. Right. Well, that was back when they were little and nymphs. Now it's completely unmanageable. They're sucking the sap out of the trunk of every young tree, every young <laughs> sapling in the 4-1 Tweezy. Yeah. Get out there. Do your part. Kill. Kill, kill, kill. I feel like uh, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. Saw a lantern fly on the straight edge of a razor. What's his name? Colonel, Colonel uh, Kurtz? Yeah, I feel like Colonel Kurtz. Yeah. You're losing your mind. I'm losing bit. my mind. It's not fun anymore. Well, I, at this point, I've already resigned to living with spotted lantern flies forever. Hmm. So, whatever. F*** them. And it's only going to get worse. Next year. Yeah. <laughs> like, at this point, it would be easier for scientists to kill off all life in Pennsylvania and slowly reintroduce it like they do with some streams sometimes right. to get rid of, like, right. uh, foreign mussels or whatever. Yeah. You know? Just a couple scientists. Just let them do horny scientists. stuff. Maybe a couple and- of scientists from Point Park <laughs> are leading research institution. They... I mean, you know, CMU, they have a nice little operation going on over there. They dabble, but Point Park, they have the microscopes. They couldn't hold a candle Mm -hmm. to the scientific. Yeah, they got Bunsen burners. (laughs) They're interpreting data almost around the clock. So, Yeah. For those that might remember, they did a study that shows that Renegade actually works at Steeler Games. The point is, I'm excited, John. I'm I'm ready to be hurt. I'm ready to be wrong. The Steelers look really f-ing good. Yeah. I can't believe how good they look. They're sick. The ones getting it done. Right. You got Josh Allen out there running for his life like a fool. Mm-hmm. Look like an idiot out there right. extending an eight-second play in preseason. Clown. Only to be chased down by Alex Highsmith. Right. And, like, tackled very in a way that if you were a Bills fan, you'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. What have you done? Well, and also, even in the preseason, the Mike Tomlin, Sean McDermott thing. We have talked about that. They don't like each other, right? Don't you get the vibe that they don't like it? Like, 
you see Tomlin be like chilly with Harbaugh. Where are you? Like, what have you? What do you think? We went over it. Tomlin is two years older than Sean McDermott. Right. They were both at William Mary at the same time. Tomlin absolutely was a dickhead to Sean McDermott For sure. when they were there, which was his right. Right. And now McDermott, it's like his Super Bowl every time he plays Tomlin. Yeah. He's like, he's like. Tomlin made me eat 10 servings of pudding at lunch one time when oh. we were at William and Mary. It was during double, it was during two days of camp. It's really, right. it was so dick. He hid my girdle. <laughs> he put pancakes in my, in my girdle. <laughs> you know, it should be as simple as, hey, we're two men of William and Mary mm-hmm. and we, sh- we have nothing but respect and love for each other because it's not Ohio State. It's not an SEC school, you know? This is just, there aren't many of us out there, right. so let's celebrate one another. Yeah, I don't think they're lifting each other no, up. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they are not. I don't know, man. The Steelers look very good in in limited preseason action, and you know what? Right now, I'm like so ready for the Steelers season, so ready for football. I'm just going to say that that's a great sample size for now, even though I love to ball bag the Ravens for like 26 consecutive preseason games. Well, it doesn't mean anything when they do it. (laughs) That's exactly right. Yeah. So Kenny looks great. The offense looks great. Mm -hmm. The defense is a bunch of dogs. Herbig's the man. Right. I want to bring something up that I think needs to be addressed before we move on. Okay. Pat Fryermuth. Found the end zone, which is great. Beautiful Be- throw. Beautiful throw by Kenny Pickett. Fryermuth across the middle. It's it's pandemonium. Mm-hmm. He then resurrected a move, a celebration move that I yeah. hated when it was in vogue six years ago. Right. And to see it again, I haven't seen it in like three years. Off-putting. He did the dab. Fryermuth did the dab. Do you think he just panicked? No, 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 no. If you're a skill position player... You're thinking about You it. have to know, like, all right, if I get in the end zone, I'm going to do this. I'm going to whatever. I'm going to spike it. I'm going to find a young fan. Right. And be like the hero of social media for six hours after the game. Okay, so so he's doing that on purpose. I'm hoping he panicked. Now that now that we're talking through this, I'm right? really maybe, maybe he was Maybe he had something planned, and then it was like it fell through, and he was like... Dab? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Like, what uh, if it comes back? I don't know. I mean, not that you want to associate everyone with their school, but like Penn State, they're sort of the dab of, ooh, you know? That is perhaps the most cutting Penn State diss we've ever put out right. on this program. You know, it's like, they're not on the, <laughs> they're not, you know, those SEC schools, they're the ones that are, you know. The dudes, da- dudes at Clemson are coming up with cool shit, you know? Like, right. You know. Penn State's not the dirty bird. Yeah. It's no, not the gritty. Have they ever had anything originate? That, like, they're not like a swagged out type of university. Anyone can do the dab, and that's what sucks about it. Right. Yeah, dudes can't do... Who's the one guy that was always trying to do the gritty last year? TJ Hawkinson like, or something like that? Who tried like to do it? There people. was a tight end that was trying to do it, and it was bad. Pat Fryermuth was sold to the Steelers... Instead of getting center Creed Humphrey, whatever, two, three years ago, mm-hmm. he was sold to the Steelers as the second coming of Travis Kelsey, right. George Kittle. 
And I'll say this, if either one of those dudes had done the dab, I would have, I would hate them for yeah, it. Yeah, but everyone like loves them. <laughs> for a year. You know? Yeah. Are they more attractive? Is that what it is? Is Muth not as sexy as Kittle and he's Kelsey? Def- oh, he's definitely not as sexy as... Yeah. Maybe he should grow his hair out. It's like a tight end thing. Couldn't hurt. It is a tight end thing, isn't it? Yeah. Pat, call us up. We want to work with you, man. <laughs> Listen, the point is, Pat, if you're listening, get a hold of us. Yeah. Please. The sex guys want to help. We can... We got a lot of machismo. We can sex libido you up. Libido to spare. It's the sex guys. And then we'll be part of your entourage. Yep. And we will leave our lives at present to hang out with you. And you'll never have to dab again and embarrass yourself. <laughs> Let's go through the new guys. As I'm, I'm always afraid to talk about Steeler rookies because I'm like, if you talk about them, you get too excited about them. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll get hurt. Right. Because of your excitement, your hubris. It's unclear sometimes the reason why God is going to do the things that he's going to do. Right. We don't question it. I mentioned her big earlier. And that's like a very obvious choice. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think that Keanu Benton dude is... That's, that's where I'm at. I think he's the most exciting guy for me because he's coming at exactly the right time when we need defensive line depth desperately. Yep. We're looking for the next Cam Hayward. Mm-hmm. We've been looking for the next Stefan Tuitt. I don't know, to quietly have someone... To have someone who could relatively quietly play the anchor the next eight years right. on the defensive line would be a big pickup. For and we're probably the only team in the league that now has two Keanu's on their defense. <laughs> if only we could get Keanu Reeves to play Shane Falco as the third string quarterback to the Steelers, we'd hit the trifecta. So sometimes they pull this off, right? right. Like when the Penguins 2016 HBK line... You know, they got HBK to, yeah. like, come to some games in the playoff run. Yeah. And that was cool as hell. Right. So, like, I know that Keanu Reeves, megastar, he's got Constantine 2 coming out right. this year. He which does, like, the stuff with the guns, the John Wick stuff. I haven't seen any of the John Wick movies. Me neither. But it's never stopped me from making a reference to assembling a gun yeah. like John Wick. Yeah. Did it at work recently. Not a hit. Hmm. If you can believe it. Weird. John Little Italy Days was last week. Oh, your favorite. It is. It is, uh, of course, a traditional Italian festival that takes place in Bloomfield, where I live. It was this once proud, actual neighborhood Italian people thing that is now morphed into like a hideous funhouse mirror version (laughs) of like what a good time would be. Right. Yeah, so there's all sorts of carny food, you know, like traditional Italian carny mm. food, and any asshole with $500 can get a booth. So, like, gutter helmet, oh. Verizon. Yeah, basically any run-of-the-mill, anything you're hearing on the radio that's being advertised is down there. So I was thinking, like, maybe what we need to do to take down Little Italy Days have our own booth down there or crowdsource like five or six booths that are just insane. Oh my gosh. Could we get an untitled Pittsburgh sports comedy booth next year (laughs) and do like wild, unsavory things? And unsafe things. Yeah. Like 
Oh my gosh. Step right up, step right up, discharge a firearm straight into the air. <laughs> like, you actually can't do that. It, we paid the tent fee. We paid the tent fee. Yeah. We have this cop, and it's right. some. It's Ben Stonium yeah. dressed as a police officer. Yeah, it's immersive entertainment. We could play it off like it's Westworld. But yeah. it's, it's not. It's not. It's not at all. Yeah. No, no, no. We're just two guys that cobbled together 500 bucks. We could go down to the strip beforehand, like maybe get some eels or something from Woolies. Dude, slap around with some eels. Lick an eel. Eel yeah. fight. Yeah, we've got- Eel fight. <laughs> a proud Italian tradition. Yeah, so it'll be important to we'll paint these like elaborate backstories. Yeah, right, we right. could have combos, like all different kinds of combos. Oh, Cylindrical the- pretzel tubes filled with cheese. <laughs> Uh, and we could tell the story of how Giuseppe Combaccini <laughs> came to this country in 1895 with nothing but a recipe and a song. A single combo in his pocket. And he planted that seed mm-hmm. in his backyard in Bloomfield. Mm-hmm. And it blossomed into a beautiful combo bush. A lot of people don't know this, but if you plant a combo, combos prefer more humid conditions to mm-hmm. grow in. So Pittsburgh's climate, not exactly ideal to grow a combo bush, but if you plant a pizza-flavored combo, you will yield some <laughs> cylindrical tubes filled with cheese. That's what it's going to take, folks, if we want Little Italy Days to go away forever. And also, if you if you were like, I kind of like Little Italy Days, or you were indifferent, the dude running it makes six figures to ruin a neighborhood for four days. Wow. So how can you argue with that? Wow. Because there's nothing less cool than making a lot of money. And the sooner people realize that, mm-hmm. the sooner we can rise up together doing it. and destroy Little Italy Days one disgusting booth at a time. All right, well, the Steelers are getting back to work, which we're very excited about. Mm. And kids are going back to school. We wanted to help share some things that have helped us set the tone for a work environment. For those that, that don't know, Tad and I used to work together in a professional setting. <laughs> And uh, we adopted a lot of sort of exercises. We'll call them habits. No, we'll call them centering activities. Okay. Because that's what they were. Right. They brought the office together. Team building. (laughs) Things that are going to get you through a long season of... The rest of your life. Work. Working. Right. So, what do you think, Tad? What what should we we share first here? So, look, we want to hear your work games. Mm -hmm. So, as, as we cover these, please think of yours... Send us a message, leave us a voicemail on the hotline, 412-368-6375. Tell us your work game, or you can hit us up by email, untitledpittsburgh at gmail.com, and I'll say it right now. The best call or the best submission is going to get a Smash Dick Full Bush football shirt. Smash Dick Full Bush. Not many of those left. If that's not an incentive enough... For you, I don't know what is, especially with the football season this close. John, we've got our little big board of work games we used to play together in front of us. Hmm. I'm going to acquiesce. I'm going to let you pick first here. All right, with the first pick in the sharing dumbass work games (laughs) on our podcast, I'm going to go with a tried and true classic. Can never go wrong. There's never a bad time, and there's never a right time to do this. Okay. And that's throwing stuff (laughs) at your co-worker's computer. Man. Skyhook from the chair, maybe wheel back, (laughs) crane your neck. Yep. 
over the top. Um, While you know. yelling something really stupid. Right. Kareem. Tennis anyone as yeah. you throw a literal tennis ball <laughs> yeah. at your coworkers' keyboard. Well, that's the keyboard. thing. I mean, look, if there's one silver lining to all the promotional styrofoam bullshit that gets, you know, generated en masse and distributed throughout every industry, you know, I'm talking about your your State Farm squeezy ball. I'm talking about your FedEx Globe mm-hmm. thing. I mean, you accumulate these things, I think, in most any corporate setting. What are you going to do? Throw them in the trash? No. Give them to a child? No. No. You're going to toss that son of a bitch. with a. You're going to put a little smoke on it. Uh-huh. You know, if you can bank it off the monitor and hit the keyboard, if you can hit your, your co-worker's coffee, that's the kind of thing you're going for. <laughs> Boy, that's a great pick, John. Yeah. That's a really, really solid pick. Mm. And unlike a lot of the other games we're talking about, it's not that they did anything, which is what makes it so brilliant. Right. It's, it's just that you felt like throwing something. Yeah, it's an equal opportunity toss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to make the second pick here. And boy, there's a lot of good options left. But I'm going to go with a little game that you and I like to call Count It. Count It. All right, so Count It is great because... Um, you just you make like one really stupid modification to something that someone just said. Right. If for example your manager asks you to like can you can you kind of we were having company later, can you like kind of organize your workstation? Organize my jerk station. <laughs> count it. Count it. Yeah. Count it up top. So the cool thing about count it is it wasn't really catching on. Right. But then we created the whiteboard with everyone's name, and it was like the scoreboard of count right. it. <laughs> Who got the most count it's, yeah. All right. What would any workplace be, Tad, without a little inappropriate sexual tension? <laughs> something healthy? that, something that you can do to just sort of make your coworker blush. Of course, I'm talking about groundwork. Mm. Call before you dig. <laughs> what I'm saying is, whenever you see your coworker, Having an interested dialogue with anyone. Anyone. Uh, if they talk to somebody longer than 30 seconds, you are well within your right when that person breaks away and returns to the domicile of the office back into your orbit to look at them and say, all right, groundwork. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, I see. I see what you're doing. All right. Laying the groundwork there. All right. Right. Got a permit for that backhoe? Yep. Hey. Rome wasn't built in a day. You got to lay down a <laughs> solid foundation for that one. People are like, I was talking to the receptionist about what? The weather? Oh, my God. Hand them a piece of paper that says 811. Right. We actually got to a place where, for some reason, I commandeered a hard hat from a situation, and we would <laughs> yeah. put the hard hat on oh, the hard hat. people. Yeah, they caution would... tape. We'd do a little caution tape. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we Ground were- It was good. We were really close to buying a shovel at that uh, hardware store on East Ohio at one yeah. time. We were very close. Yeah. No, those were always good. Right. Well, there we have it. We want to hear your work games, though. <laughs> UntitledPittsburgh at gmail.com or hit us up on the hotline, 412-368-6375. Mm. Well, there's no good way to bring this up, but John, I went to a party and... It was a like a nice little housewarming party for one of my childhood friends, great guy, new house, and we're talking about old times. Oh, this teacher, remember this teacher used to do this. Wasn't that wild? Wasn't that wacky? 
you know, and everyone's elementary school experience is a little bit different and it's whatever. And then he's like, hey, do you remember our third grade teacher? And I said, yes, of course. And even though I'm sure there's no way she's still alive, I'm not going to say her name. That's a good look. He's like, yeah. So my sister, who again was a year older than me, came home from school one day and she's like describing, you know, the class had been broken into two groups for math and reading Mm -hmm. and science. You know, the groups are supposed to be like advanced and remedial. Right. Like that's how they're supposed to be organized. And her group was like sort of remedial, but she was, you know, very smart. But the, the, the kids, it was like, uh, a blend of ability, which okay. was not, I think, the promise that kids' parents were sold. He's like, so my mom looked at the two groups, and she realized very quickly that one group, all the kids' parents were still together, and the other group, all the kids' parents were divorced. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. So, like... Did this woman work at Point Park? Maybe she was conducting some sort of blind research. Exactly, right. It was like the Stanford Prison Experiment. Right. But it was the St. Bede Divorced Parents Experiment. Yeah. I, I just, like, keep thinking about it. It just really... So, I guess his mom freaked out. Because, of course, right? Yeah. yeah. And they, like... They switch the groups. How could you get based God on, on that? Though? Isn't there, like, plausible deniability to just be like... No. Weird. There's not. Yeah. Anyway, just a fun little thought experiment. Right. Is that cool? Definitely not. Not cool. You watch Hard Knocks? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I guess the Jets were a seven-win team last year. I guess they could be better. And I know that it's their job to get high on their own supply. Mm-hmm. Through two episodes of just all the players being like, ha that's our guy, number right. 12. Enough. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is our guy. We've got the guy for the job now. Right. I can't handle it. And also, it seems like, and please let me know what you think about this if you're listening, it seems like he had no idea who John Facenda was Mm. because he keeps referring to Liev Schreiber as the voice of God. Right. Which is fine and whatever. And he is, I guess, de facto the John Facenda of today, sort of, but he only does hard knocks, whatever. But Aaron Rodgers seems to... Not recall that someone narrated things successfully for a long time before Liev Schreiber. Mm-hmm. It's just been a love fest. Mm-hmm. No, there hasn't been any like, why didn't you get the vaccine? Yeah. There's been none of that. No, he, I don't know. It's going to be a really exciting season if they lose their first three games. Hell yeah. Because it's going to be full-blown panic mode and those jet jerk rags will be flying, baby. Mm. John, before we get out of here, mm. we've made it a point not to talk about fantasy on this show. Yeah, and, that, and you've really been good about that. I sometimes, I want to dip a toe. I want to slap around. No. And like you made the great analogy. It's like telling someone else about your dream. No one. Oh, you lost by point two. You can't believe you benched f***ing Mecole Hardman. No one <laughs> cares. Right. But I will say this. I, I sent out the inaugural fantasy email what an email it two was two weeks ago beautiful i tried to provide some storylines right. the most interesting thing about fantasy is are the it's the venn diagram of the people that you bring together mm-hmm. to interact for 18 weeks you know not not ever really know each other as 
something other than a person that they can scream at over the internet. Right. And you really can tell a lot about someone's men- mental health <laughs> by just seeing what they do on the waiver wire. That's true. I think I picked up and dropped Duke Johnson 11 times last season. A new I was record. in a dark place. Okay. Is everything okay at home, John? Right. I saw you. Did you guys see what happened to John? Where people are having side conferences. Yeah, like, yeah. Did you see what John did last time? <laughs> he, he picked up and dropped Duke Johnson uh, right. in an hour. He, he's got two kickers right now on, yeah. on his bench. Yeah. And two kids. <laughs> and he should be paying attention to them. Right. Like, we should probably... Uh, we should talk to his family yeah. about what's going on. I just want to say to everyone out there who's about to launch <laughs> a great time-wasting campaign right. and doing fantasy football. Risk your personal relationships. And your sanity. Yeah, your friendships. Right. Your, all the goodwill you've built over the summer not right. being super involved in football with, uh, you know, with at home. I just I wish you the best of luck, even though we all know we're doing a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You've got a big show coming up this weekend. John, why don't you tell the people about oh, it? Oh, there's a honky-tonk coming back to Bloomfield. You know, we don't play at the Leader Toffel Club over the summer, so we had a little summer break. We take a little winter break, and we are fresh, hot off of a summer break. So it's been a minute since we've been at the club where we call home. It's going to be a good one. Special guests drink specials, dancing, and me. The Greenfield Galloper, Jelly Roll Binley, will be there. The son of the run. Son of the run. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Binley. But seriously, if you're around, stop down. 412 South Matilda, the Bloomfield Leader Toffel. And if you haven't had a chance to be there, this is as good as an excuse as any to check it out and see some uh, some really a really great night of music. So, John, I look forward to seeing you on Friday. Yeah. That's going to do it for us. Huge shout-out to Benstonium. Huge shout-out to Liveberg Studios. It's the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.